Chess fans, um, it's Will Bins here from the Check Please podcast, and um, this episode, uh, which is you know the the new one for this week, I'm not sure exactly what number it is. Forty. Let's have a look. Let's. This is a journey that we're going to take together. Um, Stephen's not on this episode of of Check Please because um, he's busy with. Um, a lot of things that he's got to do for for his uh, his grand schemes for life, and we wish him well, and uh, we hope it all all goes well for him. But between you know me and you, listeners, this is it. This is this is this is the podcast now, because um, uh, you know it's it's just it's like what I, what I thought is we could just have like a little chess club chat, you know, like I'm. I'm what I'm, what I'm doing now in this episode is I'm gonna turn the chair around uh, in front of you. Like I'm, I'm the, I'm the teacher uh, who's, um, you know, class is in session and the class is chess club, so it's an after-school uh, class, remedial class of chess, and I'm, I'm turning the chair around in front of the classroom, and I'm sitting on it. Um, but like you know, in the in the cool way where the the um, the back of the chair is like um, at the front, like the whole like I'm sort of turning things around. I'm turning things sort of on the on the head, kind of a bit askew. Um, one leg at either side of of the of the back of the chair. Uh, there's no armrests on the chair, thankfully, um, which is good for me. If I had a baseball cap, this is where I would be, um, sort of tilting it to the side. Um, but baseball caps have been banned uh, since the tragic death of um, someone who was associated with them. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the website and we'll find out what what number this episode is. I said journey we can take together, right? Just me and you. This is like an ASMR thing, I guess, right? Which is this episode forty three, and you might be wondering, is this gonna last for the whole thirty minutes of the usual episode? And I'm gonna tell you, you know, you're asking me, can you, Will Benz, just talk exclusively by yourself and fill time for a full 30 minutes and that's a, that's a very interesting question, it's a very good question and one that I am happy to attempt to answer. Now let's let's also have a look and see if um, see whose move it was last week and whose move it is this week. Now I think Unfortunately, I think that this week it's Stephen's move because in the last one I made a hard move to the right um, to match the current political times, um, and so now it's Stephen's move. And Stephen obviously isn't here to make that move. 
Um, so I don't know what I can, I can, I don't know what I can do about that. Uh, let's see. If I was, uh, if I was, if I was Stephen, no, I don't think I'm going to move like Stephen would move. What I'm going to do instead is, um, you know how they say, they have that saying, when the cat's away, the mouse will play. All the mice, multiple mice, but in this case, just one mouse, and that's me. And uh, people use that in like a sort of in, in a relationship um, arena, usually, to describe, you know, the old ball and chain. Um, the, the concept where um, a marriage is a sort of a situation where a man has been conned into uh, having to be uh, around this w woman that he has no desire for and only feels antipathy for, views as an object and can um, can only see her own sense of self and her own self-direction as an impediment to his kind of... Um, uh, What's the word? Uh, comfort, I guess, to his to his own comfort. And um, it, when the cat's away, the mouse will play or the mice. Because I think I think the idea actually in that is is that um, like you know, I mean, you sort of the mice is sometimes viewed as like a, a sort of a boys thing, like like you know, because when when the women are out of the picture. Um, that's when boys get to be boys. It's when, you know, the husbands get to play poker, have a night of poker together. And um, the women don't ha don't have a say in that. It's, it's, it's guy time. It's the kind of thing where, you know, you'd step into your man cave. But equally, I think that you could use it to be, like, to have an affair. Um... You know the wife is away, and then the the when you say the mice will play, um, that encompasses a lot of different things. And I think that part of um, part of the saying, even when you call it like as as a boys' club thing, encompasses the idea that um, freedom has been associated by virtue of the fact that the uh, the wife. Or girlfriend, or, or you know, uh, gen generally female partner, is not directly in the room. Um, therefore, all bets are off, uh, maritally. Um, it, it's it's a rumspringer of uh, whatever you you want to happen. Um, and this is something that is explored. A little bit in uh, the song by the Divine Comedy called "How Can You Leave Me on My Own," which is kind of a sort of a bit of a gentle skewering of this kind of, uh, uh, of that kind of idea, I guess. Anyway, um, it's a good song. I recommend it. But anyway, my point is, uh, since the cat is away, the cat being Stephen, Cat Stevens. <laughs> oh, now that, now that, now that is something. Right, that's something. 
I actually had a bit of um, let's let's just let's just uh, just let's just have a look at this lyrics to the Cat Stevens song, Father and Son. Um, now let's just look at it, the the full full lyrics of this. Um, no, it's it's not the song that I was thinking of. It's the one where it's like you know, um, sort of a guy giving advice to to his son and all that. But I'm not not really thinking of that one. What's the one that I was thinking of? The one with the um, uh, what is it? Um, Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon. Let's have a look at that. Now, there we go. Now, Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin, Harry Chapin, whatever. Whatever you might want to call it. According to Google, anyway. That's, that's according to Google. I was thinking in the shower earlier, and you can see how I could have been confused because Cat Stevens and then the word cat in, in the song title for Cats in the Cradle. Well, I was thinking earlier when I was in the shower that it would be like it'd be funny um if like aliens came to earth and um when they were on earth they were trying to like find out where babies come from and they tried to do that through listening to the song cast in the cradle you know <laughs> uh uh, and specifically, that's because, um, as as you remember, the song starts. My child arrived just the other day, so like the end, I'll be like, "All right, cool, I've got it." Right. So this is this is like where where we're gonna find out how did how did this child arrive? Child arrived just the other day. So this is fresh. It's fresh in the mind of uh, presumably Harry Harry himself. Um, and and we're we the aliens in this situation are now wondering. Okay, like yes, the child has just arrived, so this is fresh on this guy's mind. He's gonna tell us now. What happened with that situation? What? How did that come about? Um, and the next line, of course, is, he came to the world in the usual way. <laughs> And that's that's as far as it elaborates. So it would be like you know, I was thinking it, it would be funny if they were then like they listened to the rest of the song. And they were like, okay, well, what's this usual way? And, and it never gets never gets described. It's just um, just that first bit, and they don't they don't go into it any any further than that. But that's just a thought that I had when I was in the shower that um, it'd be funny if aliens were trying to figure out where babies came from or if anyone really was trying to figure out where babies came from and they went to the song Cats in the Cradle um, to get that information because um, they, they wouldn't be able to get that information from that those lyrics. I, think, I don't think there are many songs really that go into the specifics. A lot of them are like sort of hint around various activities um, of that, but, or, like, sort of situations where the, that's 
happening or has happened. But in terms of like getting down to the nitty gritty, really getting into it, um, not a lot of songs um, will do that. I know there's that um, there's that performance art piece um, about the Cree Master General. That's one where the guy in the in the furry goat legs um, sort of kicking about and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know, I don't know if there's any music specifically, and if there is, sound off. I want to hear from you on Twitter um, at checkpleasepod. You can email checkpleasepod at gmail dot com or just post a comment underneath this episode. Tell me if there's any songs that you know that um, sort of really go into the detail of how babies are made. And if any aliens are listening to this episode and they've like, you know, they relate to, or if anyone of any, any kind, any origin is listening to this episode and, and is um, relating to the fact that they didn't know where babies come from, want us to listen to a song to find out, listen to Cats in a Cradle, and we're intrigued by the first line, let down by the second line. Well, let down by subsequent lines that fail to elaborate on the second line of the song. Uh, It says, afterwards it says, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away. So, you know, you don't know you don't know exactly how long that takes. It doesn't doesn't really go into the whole kind of childbirth thing at all. It just sort of suggests that um, childcare generally doesn't involve catching planes or paying bills, but I think it does involve paying bills. Um, I don't think paying bills by itself is something to sort of take away as being a negative towards child raising. Uh, but this song takes a hard stance and, um, is anti-planes and anti-bills. So, let's see. How, how, how long are we in now? Oh, we're almost halfway through, guys. We're almost halfway through the episode. So anyway, as I was saying, while the cat's away, which is Stephen himself, um, I thought it'd be fun to sort of go through the things that um, Stephen doesn't want me to do in the episode. The, like, the stuff that Stephen gets annoyed about if I um, spend too much time talking about a certain thing or trying to do a certain thing. Uh, I don't have my ukulele with me, so I can't do that very much. Uh, <laughs> I say very much, I mean like at all. And also it's late when I'm recording this, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. But um a thing that that you might remember a classic feature of the Check Please podcast, uh which recently made a bit of a return was uh, oh, I just got a text message. Um relating to the fact that um on the patio um uh, the patio behind uh, a, a, a house that I am aware of. Um, some of the some of the sort of wall has fallen off in in a in the rain and wind, and um, is is now sort of uh, cluttering up the patio. It's quite a bit of it actually. It's quite a lot of um, of the wall has just just wrecked itself in this uh, wind and rain. 
which is a bad situation for everyone involved. But anyway, as I was saying, um, I've turned my phone into airplane mode now, so I shouldn't be getting any, any more messages like that. Um, but anyway, my point is, uh, as a feature that we start off with and made a little bit of a return recently was uh, my classic Assassin's Creed um, segment on the show where I talk about the video game series Assassin's Creed. Now, there is a movie version of it, which I think is imminent, but I have no interest in it because I do not like Michael Fassbender because of his alleged, um, again, sort of, uh, I don't know if it's spousal abuse, but definitely um, alleged abuse of women, uh, which is a real common feature with um, Hollywood celebrities, uh, to the point where it just kind of gets depressing about the fact that people just go on to continue having these careers um, despite things like that happening. It's kind of it's the the Christopher Walken situation, isn't it? Allegedly, um, and it's the you know it's it's um, it's all sorts of things like that where you know you 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 kind of you feel like you know. What's the kind of punishment to that when women, especially, like they just sort of they don't get to make movies just because of the fact that they get slightly older or they um, aren't men? Um, it just seems like the bar for men's behavior um, is different, very different. Um, in terms of what Hollywood and society in general accepts, and Hollywood, Hollyweird, some people call it, but Hollywood, let's be, you know, Marilyn Manson called it Hollywood, I think, and an album, but that might have been to do with something else. But anyway, Hollywood, uh, it's uh, it's got some weird ideas, I think, some strange. Some strange thoughts as to uh, acceptable behaviour. Of course, this is a different time now to, um, you know, back in the past when things were probably worse. I, I, you know, I think things are theoretically getting better, but it's difficult to tell because, you know, there's not, there's not any concrete kind of um, equality stuff to really sort of point to in a way that's not that hasn't been there in the past and stuff but I think it's bad to sort of uh, to suggest that things weren't that opportunities weren't there in the past and or at least not the opportunities but that um, strides weren't made in the past Anyway, I'm, I'm tired, so I'm, I'm just going to get back to the, the video game point. So, Assassin's Creed, the video game series. I've just been playing um, the video game Assassin's Creed Rogue. I beat that one recently, but I am fully beating it. I didn't do all the um, the additional stuff. Now, the only game that I can remember um, that I went through and got all of the additional story content really is Assassin's Creed 2 because I was wrapped up in the um, 
sort of emotional arc of the character. So I collected all the hundred feathers. Plus, it was it's a, it's a very pretty game. I don't know if it stands up now because another. Um, well, I mean, it was very pretty to play then. I think the problem is that when you start playing, when you start with Assassin's Creed Three, and just how much of a leap that kind of um, facial uh, technology is compared to the previous games. The previous ones, they have kind of a stylized. I mean, it's still lightly stylized in later ones, but it's kind of more of a sort of a stylized art style to the characters, and then it becomes a little bit more lifelike and then and then by Assassin's Creed 3 it's really kind of it's noticeable and that's also I guess when they start having the problems like with uh, Unity in terms of uh, because of it being so realistic and hard to um, produce all these all these complicated things happening uh, that's when you can get some real strange things stranger things um, but anyway, Assassin's Creed Rogue. Uh, yeah, I've um, I've beaten that one, um, and the main story it kind of just ends. Really, I didn't really like the story very much because I thought that um, didn't really have very much of a punch emotionally because um, because of it being a bridge between the previous games and then. Unity on the next generation of consoles. Um, the story kind of it peters out and just kind of because um, it li tries to link up with the with Unity and it's then like you know and then Unity is happening and you're all excited for Unity, right, guys? Uh, but. In terms of the actual emotional arc of the character, I thought it was very weak because um, just generally it ends with um, the storyline not really being resolved and in fact from what I could read up from Wikipedia that character, the main character's story um, just kind of isn't ever resolved, it's just kind of, it's just, um, I think, like, his grandchildren show up in a book, a novelization, if you can believe that, um, that garbage, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm all for finding out more about the canon of a game series, I'm like, I'm interested in the canon, uh, which is why I like to go through all the computer stuff and read through all the kind of the the tech stuff that you hack into and you get all the um, audio recordings, which are very cool. And also, another thing about that is that um, the audio recordings are like... <coughs> I was just going to say, they're a lot more progressive and um, than the rest of the game in a way that's strange. Um, like, uh, it's also kind of very cartoonish, uh, the fact that they have, um, this, uh, gay couple of assassins, and one of them is, like, a championship mixed martial artist, or something like that. Um, and I, I hope that they show up in a future game, I don't know, maybe they do? Uh, I'm very excited if they actually do. 
but um, it's uh, it's strange. Like in the last one as well, when they had a lot more women in the um, the kind of the hacking stuff, where you would see that, and then the audio content, the additional content would be have like women and women's stories and all this kind of stuff, and it's like, hmm, that's uh, why why isn't that in the game? Um, but I mean, it kind of it is a little bit. Um, Assassin's Creed 4 is theoretically better with women, definitely than Rogue, and apparently than, than with Unity, because Unity is supposed to be just a real uh, bro-down, ho-down. But, um... And then with, uh, with Liberation, or Syndicate? No, Syndicate, because Liberation uh, was good. That was uh, with, with uh, a woman protagonist in that one but then um syndicate is the one after unity where um you finally get a, a, a woman playable character who then you can't play as in the later sections of the game finally finally um you know you're you're allowed the brief illusion of of choice before having it um snatched away from you and then placed into the DLC for an additional cost, um, but uh, that you know, like Liberation, technically beat them to the punch in terms of canonical um, video games. But that was for the PSP, and I say canonical because it gets referenced in Assassin's Creed Four, and also Rogue has the option to um, have the bow of your ship be um, or the whatever, I don't know if it's about the figurehead, um, be uh, Aveline, or su supposedly Aveline, but it's kind of just sort of a woman with a lamp, and it doesn't really sort of really look like her in any way. But the fact that, you know, the name's, the name's on it, so that's something. Um, and, uh, what else? Let's see. Uh, video game, video game, video game. Anyway, so yeah, Rogue, not 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 the best one. I really liked Assassin's Creed Four. I just such like um, when you when you're on an island in the rain and you're just going around with a sword, just like just sneaking up to people and just stabbing them through the back and all that kind of stuff. And like um, in in Rogue, you don't even get two swords. You get a sword and a dagger, and it just doesn't feel as good. And I know that's just a change because of the fact that it's basically the same engine with basically the same kind of moves and stuff. But they wanted to sort of visually change it up, so they made it a dagger instead of a sword. But I don't think that that's very good. I just didn't think that was very good. And also a. a Definitely a thing is that um, it's kind of uh, changed up the fighting styles because I remember in the first few or whatever you could have like an axe and all this kind of stuff and in, even in four I think you could, anyway I know it's because Rogue um, had uh, it was kind of just built on kind of the engine of four and was just like a sort of a like a last go around between uh, Assassin's Creed 4 colon Black Flag and Assassin's Creed Unity um, but I just uh, I just didn't really 
didn't really um didn't really it didn't really gel with me very well. I thought it had way too much open world content for the story to the point where it just like the exploration might be good and it's fun to like go to like an Arctic place and see a bunch of penguins and all that kind of stuff, but there's just so much like open world that has nothing of really any value other than just collecting these fragments so you can get um the uh the what's the more what you call it the the some more audio content and also the cave paintings and the uh, the little letters and stuff which I like I like to collect those but if the main story of the game and if generally the game's activities aren't engaging me into going into these places like I really liked um, in Assassin's Creed 3 the sort of the little mini game thing the hunters one where you sort of you're going around and you kind of uh uh debunking myths like you're a myth buster um but that's nothing like that is in rogue um in four even it was kind of cool there was still the novelty of going to all the different kind of ports and stuff and also because you're a pirate but by the time that Rogue is around it's just like you're just some guy who's like an idiot and um, who's like being tricked into murdering his friends and thinking that he's doing the right thing and it's just a real straw man argument of like um, you know the the assassins also do bad things sometimes and that and that's supposed to be like a huge shocking thing despite the fact that earlier in the series um one of the characters says like we're not the good guys like we're not good people we still murder and kidnap people and things like that like don't get it twisted but apparently um in rogue the revelation that um that someone that you're on the side of has um, is bad. Anyway, I better go because I think that there was just a problem with the recording. So I I, I wish you um, good luck for the coming week and the coming weeks ahead. I hope things go good for you. And uh, yeah, may the chest be with you. You can reply to that if you want. It's just us hanging out here. Um, so thank you for listening and uh, I'll see you next I'll, I'll talk to you next week but with Stephen back hopefully unless he's, he's busy again in which case we'll have another conversation and that'll be fun oh I was supposed to talk to the overlord um, this week I was supposed to do that because I know I said I did a phone call and I just, I, I just haven't got around to calling him and um you know, maybe I should do that now. Let's just have a quick phone call with the Overlord. No, uh, should I? Should I? I think I'm going to wait until Steven's there. And then Steven and I will both call up the Overlord. Um, I don't really want to talk to him on my own very much. Just because um, I think I've already been indulgent enough this episode. So again, thank you very much for listening. May the chess be with you. And good night and good luck.